Well, it's an excellent time on a Friday morning. We get to turn our attention to footy and footy tips and all the wonderful things in the world with Ryan Fitzgerald. Thanks to Terrain Tamer Parabolic Leaf Spings for a comfortable ride in your four-wheel drive. TerrainTamer.com. Fitzy, good morning to you. The taste of sweet, sweet goodness and also <laughs> Pembo. So good to have... Oh, no, so good to have me on the show. It is, isn't no, it? Yeah, it is. <laughs> so, so, we were about to say that ourselves, but you do say so yourself. So, so good to be on your show, but also to have me on your show. Well, we, have, we, haven't, we haven't spoken for a bit because you disappeared as well, mate, but you're actually back in Adelaide recently. Yeah, last week I had to go up to the Riverland, um, went up to Loxton, um, and my uncle, my uncle Ken passed away. Now, he had an amazing life, 76 years of age. And he was an amazing man, but Pembo, this is the first funeral I've ever been to where the person that you're celebrating their life had written their own eulogy. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, and, and I, when <laughs> his best mate Trevor Filkey got up to read it out, and I was a bit like, uh, well, basically Trevor said, look, Ken was a humble man and he doesn't want other people talking about his life and pumping him up, so he wanted to, <laughs> he wanted to tell you about his life himself. And I think it's also, the other thing that we spoke about was, it's that generation, they find it really, really hard to show their emotion to the people that they love. Mm. So he decided to put pen to paper and do it that way. And can I just tell you, it was one of the most powerful things I've ever heard in my life because there was things in that eulogy that no one knew about. And he served for Australia in Vietnam. He went over and served when he was 20 years of age. But he told this story about how he had to dig... Uh, I dig a hole every night to sleep in to avoid the mortar shell that was happening around him and he woke up and he could feel something crawling through his shirt and it was the most poisonous centipede on the planet. It bit bit him on the chest and then as he was getting out, another one bit him on the foot. He had stirred up a nest and he was getting bitten. He thought he was going to die, and he hadn't told anyone this story. We found out about this in his eulogy, and it was like... The other thing as well, he he went on to adopt children because Agent Orange and he he had a reaction to Agent Orange. They couldn't have children. So he wanted to actually adopt children from Vietnam and start a new life. This is an amazing story. Mm. They ended up getting children from Sri Lanka. So I've got three cousins who are Sri Lankan heritage. Really? But from broken families. And he wrote about this moment where he walked in there with his first daughter and he didn't know whether she was going to accept him as a father or not. I mean, she was a baby from a broken family, malnourished. Wow. And he said, I was in this room. And he'd had, he hadn't told anyone this story, but he said, I'm looking down on this little baby girl thinking, is she going to accept me as her father? And everyone was crying in the room. Oh, and mate. She had her hands wow. up. Oh, man, I was so emotional. It was a really powerful moment. Wow. Was he a Fitzgerald Fitzy? No, he wasn't. He was on my mother's side. He was a Schwartz, so German ancestors, and they came out to Australia and just farmed. So he farmed his whole life. He had oranges, grapes. They ended up growing quandongs as well. And and now his son, who was adopted from Sri Lanka, Simon, will take over the farm. It's an amazing story, but it was just a powerful thing that I I just got to witness for the first time. What a great idea, writing your own eulogy. Mm. What a wonderful story, Fitzy. That's incredible. Oh, thank you. And I was talking to my sister about it. I think because my old man's a bit the same. He he finds it hard to show emotion. I I think we're going to... 
pull him aside and say, Dad, I think you should start writing stuff down now. Yeah. I, I think it's a great idea to start telling the people that you love, pen to paper and, and maybe doing it. You don't have to do it face to face. You can do it yeah. when you're gone. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Don't take the secrets to the grave either. It puts the tips in perspective, doesn't it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's right. Anyway, well, Essendon Bombers. <laughs> Essendon Bulldogs. As I was driving as I was driving back from Loxton, I was going, geez, it's bloody freezing and these bloody these heated seats aren't working and I'm thinking to myself, he's been bitten by the world's most poisonous centipede. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, and I'm complaining about the heated seats. Hiding hiding from the Viet Cong. In the hole in the ground that he's dug himself. Yeah, I know. And I'm at, and I'm at the I'm at the roadhouse at Blanchetown going, these dim sims are cold luck. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I paid two dollars for these damn things. Oh, oh mate, we'll, we'll rip into the tips though tonight. The dogs and the bombers. This is going to be a belter game. I'm going to go the Bulldogs. I think they, they will bounce back. I think Essendon might drop away just for a little bit. They've been really good Essendon for a long time, but, um, yeah, I think they need a bit of a rest, so the Bulldogs will win that game. Richmond Hawthorne. Richmond could sneak into the eight if they get up here. <sighs> this is unbelievable. I mean, everyone is vying for that last spot. Richmond will beat the Hawks. Yep. Carlton will beat the Eagles, obviously, won't they? That will help them. That'll give them a percentage booster as well, uh, Pembo, so they'll beat the Eagles. The massive one in uh, Brisbane between the Lions and the Cats. I really like Geelong at the moment. I think they're playing unbelievable footy, but can they get over the Lions at the Gabba? Uh, and the only thing, I think they're a better team at the moment, Geelong, but you know Brisbane at home are really, really hard to beat, so I will back the Lions to win at home. Then Freo and the Swans. The Frio will beat the Swans over at Optus Stadium. Now, game of the round, if not the season, Port v Collingwood mm. at the Adelaide Oval. I just, I think Port Adelaide flirted with form a little bit last week by resting a few players. Now, that's a good thing, leading into some of these bigger games, giving guys a rest, but you can also lose that form. I think it's going to be hard for Port Adelaide to bounce back from that 10-goal loss to Carlton, so I'm going to go... Collingwood to beat Port Adelaide at Adelaide Oval. Then one of the form sides of the comp, GWS versus the Suns, Marnica and Canberra. Yeah, the Giants will win that one. And finally, mate, after two very, very ordinary weeks, can the Crows pull off a miracle at the MCG against the Demons? I just can't see it happening. I just can't see them turning around their form and beating Melbourne at the MCG. So the Ds will win that one quite convincingly, I think. And then last of all, Saints and the Roos. Uh, yeah, the Saints. They'll get a bit of form back by beating North Melbourne. Good stuff, mate. Hey, thanks for sharing that story. Yeah, you. absolutely. It was really interesting. No worries, boys. Thanks for having me on. We'll speak to you next week. Good on you, mate. David Pemberthy and Will Goodings. Six to nine. Five AA Breakfast.